0: What is going on, military cash flow family? We got a great episode for you today. But first, uh,
1: Mike man, how's it
0: going on your end?
1: It's going well, man. I'm blessed. You know, all of the frustrations and struggle of entrepreneurship is steady every every damn week. But uh, I mean, I, I have to count my blessings, man. I'm I'm doing well, the team is doing well, and uh this this episode's not coming out for a while, but uh here's a little sneak peek. You know how many of us, um, obviously we have problems as investors finding real estate savvy and investor agents, right? Um, so we're, we're obviously fixing that niche now here in Military Cashflow, both Dan and I are licensed. So obviously we can help you guys out. Um, but two, it's finding money. Finding money is hard. So I'm actually working on the loan origination side. Mm. We are now about to open up the floodgates for all the investors out there who need to find fix and flip money and everything else. It's still coming. And since this is so long, or this is being recorded so far in advance, by the time this airs, it should be ready to debut. So if not, then give it about a month or so more, but it's coming guys. It's coming. We're about to have all of the issues uh, handled for you guys. One-stop shop. You guys need an agent or money come right here to military cash. And we'll be able to help you guys out. So it's coming up. It's coming up, man but yeah, how's man. everything
0: going with you, man? That's great. That's excellent. That's excellent. 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 Um, on my end, man, everything's going, everything's going good. I don't have, I don't really have any complaints. Um, I did, uh, decide now that it, for, for those of you who don't know, I had been dealing with a, a decision, whether I want to stay in or, or pretty much get out. So I got, had this option, this, uh, grad. So option that, you know, basically if I did it, we so what so grad so is a graduate, ADSO so, and um, it's, it's an opportunity to go to school for two years, whatever math and get a degree, a master's degree and whatever I wanted to, right? And go to whatever school I wanna go to, right? Um, and I would continue to get paid um, while I'm going to school and then I would get my degree and then, but then the, the, the backside of that, I would owe two additional years for every year that I stayed in. So essentially um, once I got done with the master's program, I'd owe an additional four years. So I'm coming up on that time that that I had to make the decision whether I want to stay in or or get out. And, you know, if I'm going to stay in, then I might as well do this grad so thing. If I'm going to get out, then I'm not going to do the grad so thing. And that's pretty much it. So for those of you who didn't know, uh, that was my situation for the last like year. I've been going back and forth with, you know, what I want to do. And uh, the wife and I pretty much came to the decision. We're going going to go ahead and stay in for a little bit longer or I'm going to stay in. You know, I'm going to just go ahead and retire pretty much. Right. So um, so that's our decision. Um, And with that means I get to do the grad. So option. So uh, we are um, I'm I'm likely going to be going to Fort Bragg. We're going to be going to Fort Bragg. That's what we're pushing to go for right now. Right. So I get to link up with the Fayetteville team up there. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I'll probably go to Campbell University. Um, But I'm really excited because they have this degree program um, called a, uh, a master's in trust and wealth management. And man, and it's basically like a precursor to getting the CFP. It, it, it qualifies to get the, become a certified financial planner. And it's like right up my alley because another thing, if you guys don't know, is I've been on this, this, uh, this five journey for the last year and some change, like just killing dead and um, trying to put myself in a, or put ourselves in a very, very uh, strong financial position uh, before moving on to something else. And that's kind of part of the reason why we haven't been doing as much on the acquisition side. Right. Um, and I, and I'm happy to announce that, uh, we paid off literally, we paid off over a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt in the last like 18 months. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just super, super excited. We still got the real estate. And now with this, um, getting a degree and being able to, uh, get a CFP and, and, uh, masters in trust and wealth management and learn all the, the, uh, applications and, and parts of wealth management. Um, I don't know. I'm just extremely, extremely excited. I've talked to the administrator. They're like, yeah, you shouldn't have any issues getting in and we can tailor the programs and stuff like that. But um, I'm, I'm just really excited, man. And that this all just happened over the last week. So I'm pretty sure that's where I'm going to be going. I'm like 95% sure I'm going to finagle a way to make that happen. And uh, so I'll be able to take the next couple years off and, and go to school. So I'm pretty uh,
1: excited about that. This is awesome. This is awesome, <laughs> yeah. man. I mean, at military cash <laughs> flow family. I mean, this is this is what it's all about, right? We're gonna now be able to provide multiple perspectives from a much more um, institutional, age educational perspective on the wealth uh, management, but also between the um, the staying in active duty versus the transitioning out active duty, right? Because we got both sides of the house. So I mean, I think this is amazing. Um, I you got me excited now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, wow. it's gonna
0: be a hell of a year. We do it for you. We do it for you guys if you're listening so uh, we get to provide these unique perspectives and this is you know kind of kind of uh what we created this thing for so uh with that another unique perspective uh we have Jacob Barnhill he's going to be uh he's our guest today and he's going to be telling his Mm -hmm. his story and I think it's so so powerful because um what he did was what a lot of people um are trying to do and that's something that I myself struggled with right um because I just told you I was, I was trying to figure out, do I want to stay in or do I want to get out? Well, he Mm -hmm. decided to get out and um, he had a family and everything and he prepped himself um, for that. Then he actually got out and now he's just crushing the game. He's down there in South Carolina, uh, Columbia, South Carolina, and just, just crushing it right now. Um, He he took his plan, executed his plan and he just, he went through a lot of
1: adversity and he's just, he's just crushing it right now, Mike. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, uh, military brat, Right. Decided to follow in his father's footsteps and then ultimately said, hey, I'm going to do my own thing because of so much adversity, guys. And when you think when you think we talk about entrepreneurial adversity as, hey, what if I don't make money this month? That was the least of his worries. Wait till you hear his story. And he decided to trust his gut. No doubt in his mind he was going to make it work. He put his head down, forced it to work. And now he has this thriving business where he's able to take care of his wife and his children. It's a beautiful story. So, without further ado, let's get to it.
0: Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Nguyen and Mike Glaspie. And this is the Military Cash Flow Podcast, where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate.
1: We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow.
0: What's going on, military cash flow family? We got a great guest today, Jacob Barnhill. He's in Columbia, South Carolina. Jacob, thanks so much for coming on today. Really appreciate that. Can you let the audience know a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from?
2: Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Um, love being on here with you guys, Dan. I've seen a little bit of your stuff, and Mike. I uh, know you've been down for one of our events, so appreciate you guys taking the time. So, yeah, I was actually uh, a military brat, so I'm that i could say a mixed up pup. I'm got a little bit of everywhere in me. Uh, I was born in Rockingham, North Carolina, and I've lived all over the U.S. My dad was in the Air Force for a while. Um, we lived in Germany for a while and then came back home to South Carolina where I call home because a lot of families here. And uh, I was in junior ROTC following my dad's path and uh, got in the military and I was the Air Force for 12 years and then got bit by the real estate bug after a while and uh, jumped into real estate. Uh, been I've done real estate in two different markets and I love Columbia's market. I've done investing. Uh, my wife and I have do this full-time we have a sales team and we're rocking and rolling that's that's kind of the the cliff notes
0: nice it, nice man. nice so you're in the air force for 12 years and and also you're a, a military brat what what service
2: was your dad in or your uh, mom force. in oh so
0: okay all right yep so it was, was
2: dad born. he was ce logistics yep okay. we lived in uh, uh missouri or obviously north carolina where i was born um Arizona. And then we went to Germany and then he, he, uh, got out. We came back home to South Carolina. You're like, so why do
1: you, yeah. Why, why do you, why do you call it? Why? Uh, just out of curiosity, because many military families, military brats, they travel a lot. What about South Carolina? As you said, why you call it home? Just out of curiosity.
2: Yeah, we've got, uh, my mom's family's all from Ohio and uh, almost all of them came to South Carolina and, uh, they kind of, got together her family and my dad's family when they met and they were all just happenstance were down here so when we would travel back home we would always come home to south carolina and uh the barn hillsides sides all from from down here we were uh tobacco farmers out near myrtle beach back in the day nice. I, me and my brother the first generation not to be on the farm <laughs> Jeez,
0: so that's oh, nice. like recent. Okay. wow that's that's pretty cool that's awesome all right. So, yeah. where did your so yeah. you decide to pick up in your dad's footsteps? It seems like where did that um, where did that come from? What was your decision points there? Did you always know you're going to join the military, or how did that work?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think you know you're always uh, you know wanting to make dad proud, and, and that just you know made sense to me. You know, you looked up to to uh, you know that father figure, and and uh, he did 24 years of military service. Um, he was actually Navy for the first few years, back in the 70s. He was on the USS Nimitz, a uh, big aircraft carrier. And he got out for a few years, worked for Coca-Cola, met my mom, and uh, wasn't for the civilian life at that time. And he got out. And he always said he wished he wouldn't have got out. He, he really loved yeah. the military. Um, he was in at a good time. He loved it. So.
0: Nice, nice, nice. All right. So, where did your where did your real estate journey? Where did that come from? I mean, you, you we're talking a legacy of military service members, right? And uh, well, military yeah. service members and tobacco farmers, right? And then <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. you moved to transition to real estate. How, what was that journey like? Where did your real estate journey begin?
2: Yeah, man, I kind of got a little embarrassing story about starting out in sales. Um, spill it. Spill it. I was it. on a deployment. I was on a deployment and uh before I went on the deployment I had this um this uh, E4 that you know he's you know below me in, in rank and he was telling me about this network marketing thing making some extra money on the side and he was crushing it and he was the first one that really started to kind of open my mind to different things and he gave me a book uh it was Rich Dad Poor Dad and um, we were selling these heat patches, something I could kind of get behind. It's like um, uh, for muscles, you know, and it would it would uh, ease muscle pain, help recovery, stuff like that. I still have some, and the embarrassing part of that is I never sold a dang thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was horrible at sales, <laughs> and I just had no clue. And I was actually, you know, trying to plug people in and sell these things while I was downrange, and I was listening to uh, "Rich Dad Poor Dad," and yeah. and then obviously you know, I'm, I'm around these other people that are making all this money and this network marketing company. And they're talking just these, they're talking a language in English that I've never heard before, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, these success habits and all this stuff. And I really got attached to that. Um, I, I was always, I, I did bodybuilding. Uh, I've done three bodybuilding competitions while I was in the military. So I was always like trying to live on the, on the edge. I've done a lot of different jobs in the military. Cause I was always mm-hmm. looking for the edge, you know, like that next thing. So when he introduced me to that, I'd never had, uh, you know, the network marketing, my my buddy in the military, and I, I just never heard anything like that. And I just sank my teeth into that so hardcore. And I read... I I don't know if I read them all, but I read a lot of Robert Kiyosaki books, the loopholes, real estate, the four quadrants. Uh, I just kept going. I read his wife's book. His wife had a book. I just kept going down this this rabbit hole. And some of the books I would read over and over. I'd be down range, a guitar at the pool, and I would just read over and over and over these books. And I just, I really got attached to the tax hole, uh, uh, the tax loophole book. I really liked the the tax strategies. And then I really started to get into the creative finance and I would study YouTube videos. Um, you know, we're supposed to be sleeping and and getting our crew rest and all that stuff. Um, and I, I was up and I was learning how to do creative finance structures on YouTube. And, uh, I came back from a deployment and I came to my wife. She'll tell you the same thing. She thought I was crazy. I was like, Hey, we're, we're doing real estate now. <laughs> She's like, you didn't sell anything with the last idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not good at the sales thing, but I, yeah. I love how you said, uh, because I, I I resonate with that story so much because for me, I have, a, I have an addictive personality, right? And so I tend to try right. to find things that are good or positive that I can get addicted to, but it was the same concept. It was a network marketing event for me. It was Amway or that was introduced to me, right? And it wasn't so much the products. I didn't give a damn about their products, but it was the mindset. It was the books. Right. It was the, the concept of, yo, I can actually control, you know, my financial future. And I was yeah. obsessed. And you say, you're supposed to be getting rest, but you ended up reading those books. <laughs> and then, so you went from yep. there. Now, the ta- the loopholes of uh, real estate, the taxes, the tax strategy piece. Yeah, with with uh, with all of these guys, did you, was it the tax strategies that made you say, hey, real estate is the way? What what book or what nugget from Robert Kiyosaki made you say, all right, I'm done with heat patches. Let me go all in on real estate.
2: Yeah, I think I was trying to wrap my head around, that's a good question. I was trying to wrap my head around real estate and, and I wasn't sure, like I, I was kind of on the fence about this real estate thing and I was just reading all these books about it but I didn't know how to really go about it, right? I was on a quick path really down uh, Robert Kiyosaki's real estate funnel probably and, and could have likely bought his program, but I didn't. So another buddy of mine, I was on a second deployment, another deployment, and the uh, one another buddy of mine gave me another book. Uh, he found it at the, at the chapel. And uh, he's like, I just thought of you. I saw this book. Um, the guy's name was... Uh, Preston Ely, he had a book on wholesaling. Uh, uh, I think he was in the fortune builder program. If you guys remember, if you guys are aware of that. And uh, he gave me that. And that gave me the tools to, to like, okay, some bandit signs mail is how you talk to people, qualify properties, establish motivation. I was like, this is it. Like, this is, this is what I've been looking for. And I was like, giving this guy a high five and funny story. Uh, a few years later, like after I got out of the military, I know I'm fast forward a little bit, but I got out of the military. This guy hit me up on messenger. And he's just like, man, the guy that gave me the second book. He's just like, I saw what you did. He's like, this it's crazy. He's like, that I gave you that book and you're where you're at now. He's like, it was all from that book. I was like, yeah, that was that. That was that book. I just want to I, take a second. And I, I really got plugged in there.
0: Dude, that, that's amazing. I want to take a second to, to, to recognize that. Right. So Um, that's two times, I'm not sure what the, the rank of that, the, the guy that gave you the second book, I think it was just your buddy. So it might've been a peer, right? Yeah. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people often, you know, especially younger soldiers, they don't realize that they can have an impact on everyone. It doesn't really matter what your, what your rank is, what your you know, where you're at in the military, you can easily impact someone's life. And this all started from, you said a a private, I think that gave you the Robert Kiyosaki Mm -hmm. book, right? And then it led you down this rabbit hole, this rabbit hole of success, if you will. Right. And then you got Mm -hmm. another introduction, another book that that led you down the rabbit hole to wholesaling. So if you're listening to this out there and you're like a younger, uh, younger soldier, and I just talked to uh, to one the other day and they're like, "I, I don't really know uh what to do i don't really know what you know what i can be doing i got this information nobody wants to listen listen to me and 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 so on and so forth right but um Mm -hmm. you you never you never know just keep keep pushing is what i'm saying because you never know the impact you can have on on someone and that that information the education piece transcends Mm -hmm. rank right it doesn't matter what what you're where you're at you can inspire someone and, and and help lead someone else to success i just i just really find that story uh really enjoyable because it, I was just talking to somebody about that right so um that's awesome and now now you're doing the wholesaling right and you said he hits you up and where are you at now
2: yeah well i was an agent actually at that time and i think that kind of came back in a way where him and i were messaging on messenger and i think it inspired him he just gave me a book you know he didn't know anything about this stuff and then he's like you know i saw what you did and then he he was talking to me about how he wanted to change his life and he got i think he was going through a divorce or he's almost going through a divorce i can't remember um but he it was like inspiring him he's seeing what i did because he gave me that book and it kind of came back you know to him so it was really cool dude that's awesome
1: that's awesome did he so i I mean I, i love that too so the fact that you know somebody else saw it and saw the potential in it but net didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have, wasn't the right time of their life, maybe didn't have the discipline, whatever the case is to pursue it themselves. They almost did it mm-hmm. you know, through you. They seen it through you and then it turned around and still impacted them. Whatever happened to mm-hmm. him just out of curiosity? Did he get into um, real estate eventually know, or, or what did he do? He did
2: not. Okay. He did not. He did not. I, I would like to think, I don't stay in contact with him. He was a real close friend of mine, Uh, This was a brief message conversation. We've sent real brief messages over the years. But I mean, from what I can tell, the little bit that I see on Facebook, I think that he just got reattached to his family in a way where he just, Mm -hmm. you know, he, I think he was just going through personal turmoil. And it just, Mm -hmm. you know, he saw that there was a, there's just more for him in his family. He just got reattached to his family.
1: Okay, well, that's good. That's good too. And I, I yeah. love the fact that yeah. you, you mentioned he wasn't that, that close of a friend, right? It was more of almost like yeah. a passerby an exchange of conversation and it still was catapulted your yeah. life in a direction that you, know, you never even fathomed. So, so, where, yeah. so where are you at now? What does your, your real estate business look like now? You got started on, and how long ago was this, by the way, that, that you got that, uh, that book and, and you really started to take it serious? What year was that, give or take?
2: 2016, I think.
1: Okay. Okay. And so where where are you at now? What does your real estate business look like now?
2: Yeah. So um, I like to say we're the Swiss army knife of real estate, right? For single family homes. Like we, we, uh, I know how to do a lot of creative finance structures. Uh, Just recently put a second mortgage in place because my parents bought a piece of land about Fifteen years ago, way overpriced. They paid cash and went with the listing agent. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, there, right? And uh, and to recoup some of that cash, uh, we worked in a second a second uh, loan that my mom's financing essentially to the buyer. And we, we went back to the family that was around that land that owned that land originally, which was our perfect buyer. So we're able to put together really creative stuff like that. Uh, sometimes for people, um, with the right situations, you know, so, and then also traditional sales. So I have uh, inside sales. I've been teaching inside sales. Uh, and I used to, I told you I used to suck at selling stuff, right? I mean, I used to be shaky on the phone. Like people would call my, we buy house signs and my letters. I'm like, no, I don't know. You know what I mean? I wouldn't pick up the phone. I call them back later. I was horrible at that. Right. And now I'm teaching inside sales. You see all the scripts and everything. I got a new inside sales agent that I'm teaching. And teaching people to communicate uh, effectively from the phone, uh, overcoming objections, things like that. So we're we're uh, hiring agents. I'm talking to about ten agents a week with phone interviews, um, trying to qualify people for the team. Um, and then um, I'm obviously writing. I'm getting ready to write an offer for an investor buyer, all cash. He's doing a rehab, and then we're working on one for another buyer, who's a mili- military guy, and um, he's buying an Airbnb. So. And i have some airbnb so that swiss army knife i'm telling you like we do all of those things so we're very small as a team i've had a lot of different people and screwed up the hiring process and and learning a lot there so that's kind of where we're at now Uh, we're kind of in a baby stage of being a team and and getting the right people on board i have a um, i have a sales manager i have a marketing and administrative person um i have my wife who's licensed and she's our full-time transaction manager and then there's me doing all the sales right now and we're doing anywhere from 4 to 8 transactions a month and really trying to take a focus on on listings uh with a we buy house uh i'm with exp so we have the express offer um and that kind of messaging and we're also partnering with a lot of wholesalers um um and i have a really really good one. He's sending almost a listing lead a day, a day wow. right now. And we've been working together the last month or two. And, um, that those extra tire kickers, those extra leads that they'll mm-hmm. get, I'm trying to work with more wholesalers for that listing inventory, um, uh, in that, in that way. So, uh, so you just, unpack- yeah, that's kind of,
0: You just unpacked a a, a lot of stuff. And I want to start going by and kind of like detecting a little bit of these pieces, especially that transition from the military to actually a thriving business now, because we have a lot of listeners that are literally in the transition period right now. And and I know talking to some of them, they want to do the exact same thing. So I want to go, I want to get you back in that mindset of where you were at as you were doing the transition and then kind of walk us through some of that. But first, um, I noticed you got the the blank walls up there man you got to hang some like heat patches up there for for uh <laughs> <laughs> to to remind people of where you started you're you're explaining all this stuff this awesome like great that. stuff that you're doing you're like I'll man send you some. Uh, and I'm thinking I'm thinking, man, I'm thinking I'm thinking my, I'm thinking of myself like man this is a long way from from selling heat patches dude you know so you got you got to frame one of those bad boys yep. up and then like tell the story behind it and be like hell, this is the humble beginnings you know I like that
2: that's a good, idea. That is hey, a good idea. I like that a lot. I'll send you guys some. I got a ton of them at home. Box, no, definitely. I'll take, t-
0: I'll take one I'll for sure. My back it. is messed yeah. up. I'm. I got the pillow behind me right now. You guys, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, but um, but going back to that, right? Putting you back in that, in that, um, in that uh, mindset of transition, right? As you were transitioning, I know you said you had your license prior to you actually leaving, and it sounds like you were already doing some agency mm-hmm. work. Prior to to actually leaving. Can you kind of expound on that a little bit, Mm -hmm. like walk us through that and, you know, where your mindset was at, how you were managing both. Cause I think this is super, super, um, important. And, and, and I guess selfishly myself, I'm kind of trying to navigate that as well. So this is a question for me as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, hiring people now I'll say before I dive into that, um, I'm really adamant about not being in a position with the individual that's in a really hot spot and they don't have enough finances to cover themselves for the next at least three to six months i really recommend 12 months um either whether that's from a spouse that's got some income maybe they got rental income i i don't know but you need to have some cash if you're going to jump into this full-time what i was doing is uh about a year out i really decided to to um get after it and, and start the business. And I was, um, spending a a lot of money trying to figure things out, but I started building my business a year before I got out. Um, and, uh, I got out in 2016. So I think I got that book like 2015. I think it was about a year off earlier, but, uh, so I got out in 2016 and, um, it was, it was hard. There was a lot of people that, you know, what's that analogy people talk about? The crabs are trying to pull you back in the bucket, right? Yeah. All your friends and, and everybody, cause it's scary. Even my best friends, they're like, man, you're freaking me out. Like you don't sound like Jacob, you know what yeah. I mean? You don't sound yeah. like the Jacob that I know. And, um, it was a year out and we were doing direct mail campaigns. We were doing a thousand letters fulfilled in-house and, uh, we were, doing wholesale, and I was not licensed at the time. Uh, I was studying to get my license in 2016, um, uh, but I never got that license in Washington. And we had all these marketing uh, things going. We had pendings uh, in the pipeline. And it was. Um, I, I was air crew. I was a C-17 loadmaster at the time, so I had to keep my air qual up. I was in charge of the mobility shop. I was NCIC with eight people. Um, and, and we were in charge of over 300 air crew members for our squadron being deployment ready every day. So it was a really busy job that I had in the military. And, um, I just, I, I told them I said, this is what I want to do. And they ended up getting me a position at, uh, the honor guard and it gave me a little bit more flexibility. So I was flight chief down there, uh, for a little while. And that allowed me to have some flexibility as I transitioned out, but I had a lot of kickback. I had a lot of kickback. My squadron commander had changed. Um, he, uh, changed command and we got a new guy in and we had a new, uh, senior master sergeant and they didn't like what I was doing. They didn't like it at all. And they were trying to take me down. I didn't have any bad track record, all that, you know, none of that stuff. Um, and, uh, and it was really tough for me. And then at the same time, my dad had got stage four melanoma, mm. right. And, uh, pretty much two months to live. We found out early 2016. So I would already building my business. You know, I've been in this six, eight months and, uh, we had about eight pendings in the pipeline at that time. And we were really, uh, working with this guy that did a lot of short sales and we were finding success there. And so, um, Then that guy, he did speed bikes, he did speed bike racing and something happened to his bike one day when he was doing a, uh, at one of his events and he crashed and he actually ended up dying. And um, so our business was gone. My dad was, you know, getting cancer and I had all this backlash from getting out of the military. I was a wreck.
0: All right, let's take a quick break. I hope you're enjoying this awesome episode. If this episode has got you pumped up and you're looking for more ways to learn, network, and take action, make sure you go over to www.militarycashflow.com where we're doing our absolute best to provide our military community with tons of value. Here's just a few things you'll find when you go to militarycashflow.com. You'll find our books, you'll find the Military Cashflow Facebook group, where we have thousands of new and experienced military investors networking and asking and answering questions. You'll find our Military Cash Flow Real Estate Investing Course that teaches you everything you need to know to buy a cash flowing producing asset. We teach you how to find the deal, how to analyze, how to renovate, how to build your team and maintain that property. You'll find our one-on-one coaching programs. And when you're ready to start taking action and invest, or you're looking just to PCS we will even vet and find an investor and military-friendly realtor in your area at zero cost to you. So make sure you head over to www.militarycashflow.com to get access to all these great tools. And lastly, and I would almost say most importantly, make sure you share this information with another military member that might find it valuable. And with that said, let's get back into this episode.
2: I went to go see the psych doc. Cause I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just, I'm beside myself at this point. So it was really stressful. Like I was getting ready to take that, that leap. I had 12 years in the military and everybody, you know, called me crazy for that. And um, you know, we were already making money and, and we, it was full commitment time. And I was like, you know, there's just so much, the whole chessboard had just been, you know, the pieces were flying. And I was like, studying to get my license, like everything just kind of came to a head and just blew up. Boom. Right. And uh, so I just, I told my wife, I was like, we, we need to go home. We need to get, get back home. We'll be close to family. I ended up getting my license. I went back to um, my old room and I'd shut my door and I put my head, my headset on and I would hard dial everybody who I had in my phone Um, and I would get directory lists of phone numbers and I was doing coldest cold prospecting and I would call six hours a day. I got, I got my license with Keller Williams and I was, and I, I was rebuilding, rebuilding everything. I was calling contractors out of the newspaper. Uh, I was doing anything and everything, everything that I could to just build everything back up. And then I really found, I know I'm going really fast, but I found a lot of success being an agent. And an investor, as I had my once I got my license and um, coming back home. But I'll stop there. I'm sure you guys want to unpack some of that. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, man. You, you touched you touched a lot. So first thing I want to highlight is adversity, right? Um, that is that story right there is the true definition of adversity in many ways. Uh, a lot of people transitioning out of the military be very aware that you are gonna have slack or kickback from other individuals that are still in the service, regardless if that's your chain of command, which makes it even harder if it is your chain of command, but mm-hmm. it can be your chain of command. It can be your peers. It could be even your family saying, hey, you've done 12 years, just finish off those last eight. Come on, we want your your pension too, right? It, it could yeah. be a lot of that. But in addition to that, you had you know family struggles. You had friends that are key members of the business pass away. You had to figure out, Hey, do I just stay here and, and grind this out for the steady paycheck? Or do I truly take that leap of faith in something that has unlimited potential? And I know it does. And so uh, just for everybody who's listening, understand that, that, although that is an extreme situation there, that is the entrepreneurial journey. You will always have adversity and you have to decide whether you're going to take that leap of faith or not. Um, now on that, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. No, I was I was just gonna say that that's real life.
0: And I love that you you were uh, able to share that. And I I thank you for sharing that because that is literally real life that 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 stuff happens all the time. And and we often don't talk about the struggles that we that we go through. And I appreciate that you actually went and recognized that and you sought help for yourself as well. Because that's another key. That's another uh, key component to, you know, just just uh, pushing forward with life, right? So Uh, And then one question I I had our one thing I want to touch on or dive into just a little bit more, because again, we talk with a lot of uh, service members and they're going through this transition right now. Those, those, the doubt and the limiting beliefs, uh, the limiting beliefs that other people are going to push on you, right? So they see you in this light that you are a service member, you're 12 years in, and now you're going to do something completely. I've never even heard you talk about it, or you're doing something completely different but they, and they don't see your vision, right? So what they begin to do is they start to push the limiting beliefs that they have on themselves. Well, I can't see myself doing it. I don't know anybody that's doing this. So let me tell Jacob not to do this, right? Or, or, you know, you might want to just stick to the, to the safe route. And I think that's very, very common. What made you double down and, and stick to your vision and push through?
2: I just never had a doubt it never was a, was, there was never any recommit. I don't think it just, just had to find more space to get the gas pedal further on the floor. (laughs) And I was going to find it, you know? Um,
0: Were you married at that time or were you single at that, at that time when you made that decision, we were like, Hey, I'm definitely getting out. Yeah.
2: Back home after 12 years in the military, I had two daughters, my wife, we moved back in to, my old house with my parents and we were supposed to only be there six months. So I was like, you know, so six months, I'm going to get this thing up and going. It ended up being a year before I, uh, really had business enough to, to move out. And that was stressful and it, in and of itself, you know, and, and dad going through all this stuff, but it was great being there, um, with them. And then, uh, you know, my first full year as a real estate agent, I closed 26.
1: Ooh, transactions. Ooh, ooh. Yes. Guys, for the, for those who don't know, on average, and and you might know this one better, Jacob. But on average, what the first uh, first year real estate agent across the nation closes what five homes, yeah. something like that. Yeah,
2: yeah the average uh, the one that's actually doing deals. There's an eighty exactly. seven percent washout in yep. the first year, and then it's between four to six.
1: Yeah, see, four to six, and and what you just said right there that you didn't, you there was no doubt you knew it was going to be happening. See, that's the difference. A lot of people think that, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Um, I'm going to be a real estate agent. I'm going to be a real estate investor. I'm going to do whatever. And then when I say, or when anybody just says, hey, all right, we'll call these people here. Uh oh, no, nah, cold calls not my thing. Well, all right, we'll go door knocking. Eh, door knocking not my thing. What the hell is that? Right? Did Jacob's like, no, 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 no. America-
2: and I knew, and I and I had belief that it worked, and it was the most efficient, effective thing that I could do. It wouldn't matter what I had to do; I was going to do it.
1: <laughs> exactly, and that, that's the difference. And you said you sat down with that headphones, and you just started calling yeah. them. Yeah, the man.
2: I, yep. I've even so check this the that lit one of those lists that I called. So I didn't go over this. I actually got, I did wholesaling for a while on my own, and I en- ended up getting into Fortune Builder program. And I learned a lot there. I loved it. Uh, They really taught me to think of a business at a whole nother level. I really, really loved that program. Um, So uh, I had one of the lists that I had was the directory for fortune builders in South Carolina. And I was calling through those. I found my first listing that way, new fortune builder that had rehabbed a property. That was my very first listing, rehabbed property. Uh, And then uh, I found a lady who was a fortune builder that wasn't really active in the business, but she had somebody who was a family member in town and she had five rental properties that she had depreciated fully out, right? And she's still dumping money into these things and she's tired of them. And I went and put a creative unicorn deal together. I gave her $2,000 per property and I took over about $120,000 of equity, right? That she had in these properties. I put uh, another couple thousand, into the properties and we started running them and now they're all Airbnbs. So very quickly, as soon as I got out of the military, I had a little bit of disability, right? And then I had two rental properties. We had a duplex and a single family home that we had bought with a VA loan in Washington. And then I had five rental properties in the first two years around when I got out. So I looked at the income. I, I noticed, Michael, you did a, uh, another one of these military cash flows uh, with uh, Dan, I think, or one of your agents, I can't Dan remember his Doty. name, Dan Jody. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he talked about like that retirement checks, not that much. And then very quickly, I was just, I was just like, I, I just, I'm, I mean, I'm making like three times as much as a 26 yeah. year senior master sergeant, you know what I mean? Or, uh, you know, E8. Right. So, uh, and then we sold 26 homes our, our first full year.
1: So yeah. it took hard work, man, but, um, we got there. We got there. I love it. I love it. it. And that's just the beginning of the journey. I mean, that right there is a beautiful thing. In less than two years, you did what you would have had to have done 20 years for to get in passive income, right? But it's just the beginning. Imagine that compounding the next two years, the next 20 years, the next eight years that you could have spent, you know, working for that paycheck, I I love it. I was
2: like, I wanna buy 20, 20, 2024 would have been my 20 year mark right? Mm-hmm. Just three years away from, from now. And that was my goal to beat that income level that I was going to have at that time. That was my goal at that time where my mindset was getting out. And I did it in the first year. I did it in yeah. the first year too. Right.
1: So on that then just real quick, because, uh, one of the biggest struggles, uh, with any, with anybody that's doing an entrepreneurial journey is goal setting, right? So you set this goal and you accomplish it faster than you ever thought. What is your mindset when it comes to goal setting now for your business? How do you, what's your thought process?
2: Yeah. Um, it's always a stretch goal. It's gotta be a b-hag. right now. Our goal for our team, our, our mission, our mountain that we're trying to climb is to be the preeminent choice in Columbia for 2026 for residential sales. Um, so, you know, I looked at an opportunity in our market. We got fifteen thousand homes in our in our MLS that sell, and the top agents only selling a little over four hundred. So I saw that as a huge opportunity, and that's our mission right now. It's a huge goal, and that's why we're recruiting at a at a very big pace right now, and we're and we're wanting to grow. So when I set goals, I look at how do I how do I after that. When I got with Keller Williams, uh, my goal was to do five hundred thousand my first year. It didn't happen, but now. You know, and usually I'm not hitting these stretch goals, but it's forcing me to put things uh, in place. Um, You know, right now, I'll give you an example. Um, In the end of July, we're getting me and a buddy of mine are going to go hike the Colorado Trail. It's 500 miles uh, in one shot. And right now, everything that we're setting up is so that I can go do that. So I have my sales manager actually part time. She's not full time right and we want a worker uh, uh on salary plus commission so i'm forcing myself to like make these things happen so that i can go go away for a month and a half two months and right now i'm there's some days you know today i'm waking up i'm like i don't know how i'm freaking going to make this happen but it's forcing me to make those decisions and i'm going to be a lot further ahead because i've put those stretch goals in in place
0: yeah that's that's super important um the goal setting is, I think, is a key to, to every single success, and I love that you're putting. Essentially, you're putting a, a a forcing function there. That that trip is essentially a forcing function. Well, I really, yep. really want to go on this trip. And I can't go on this trip until everything, everything is done. What do we say? Yeah. Um, just kind of like with, uh, with any planning or with any writing an essay, right? That's, that's a perfect right. example. When you know you got the, uh, the due date to, to turn in the essay, for some reason, you can have six months to do it, but you don't do it till like the last two days. Right. All right. But yeah. it, it kind of forces you, it forces you to set everything up and, and finish yeah. it out before that essay is actually due. Right. So yeah. I think that's, uh, that's, that's great. That's
2: great. Yeah, when my buddy came to me, it was his idea, and that was the first place my mind went. I was like, "This is going to force me to like put everything in place I've been wanting to at a very rapid pace." So I'm I'm making decisions, no doubt, that I wouldn't have made this fast, um, you know, if he wouldn't, if I wouldn't have committed, right, and he would have brought that to me. So, um, yeah, talking all this out, it's kind of like a recurring trend. When things, it's kind of like the the Yes Man movie, right? Um, you know, I still think there's doubt, uh, there's, there's a validity in saying no to certain things, but saying yes to those opportunities that come up that can, um, help you, help you reach your goals, help you get where you want to go saying love yes. That, to yeah, you. I love
1: that. I think, I think that's a really good point because, uh, I I'm, uh, you know, the more you do, the more opportunities are presented to you. And then you really have to be selective of what you say yes to, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I like to think that I do a pretty decent job at screening the opportunities. And if I see that there is a massive upside with a very little downside, I'd rather have the ability and the option to say yes to those. And a lot of times you can't until you have that financial foundation in place right? To give you that flexibility to, to leave for two months, you know, to go to, to do whatever the case may be. Um, right. so I think it's always important to have that, that financial foundation. And obviously that's what we're the message that we're trying to get across on, on the military cash flow channel guys is, you know, once you have that, that flexibility now, Jacob's in the position where, Hey, the financial foundation is set. So now let me create the operational foundation to give me that freedom to then step out and do the, you know, whatever the hell I want really yeah. in two months. because you know, you could be, you say you're on the Colorado trail. We know you're in Dubai jet skiing on dolphins. That's fine. That's not a victory. <laughs> so, so
0: let's, let's just do a quick high level, um, high level kind of step-by-step, step, right? Cause what I, what I want out of this episode, cause I, I think you, what you've done is exactly what every service member kind of wants to do that, that wants to get into real estate, um, outside. And a lot of them go that route, like this, especially I want to wholesale and then, you know, be that Swiss army knife, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. as you say, so high level overview, um, I'm, I'm, I'm about to get out. Um, I've started to wholesale. I'm thinking about getting my license. I might be getting my license right now. What are the steps I need to take in order to,
2: you know, to get where you're at? Um, uh, I would definitely get the license, man, go to, go to the schoolhouse. Um, mm-hmm. if I had it all do over again, I would link up with the team. I spent a crap ton of money and time trying to figure out everything out on my own up until this point. Um, I mean, networking and all that stuff I've done, but, you know, being on a team and learning how to build the database and get the leads. And, you know, there's just so many things, especially if you're trying to, I would do it regardless. I would join a team i would join a team so that you can learn the the efficiencies and then go do your own thing even if it's for six 12 months i would definitely look at joining a team um and um you know depending on what you're trying to do if you're getting your license and you're trying to um you know do your own offers and stuff like that i know i'm trying to to
0: i'm trying to be jacob barnhill man i'm trying to be the next jacob barnhill i'm trying to be a swiss army knight
2: (laughs) Yeah. If you want to build a team, you want to learn some stuff like five pillars. When yeah. I ran into five pillars, I, I saw like a, like a sister company, a big, like a big, you know, company that like a big brother, big sister. I was like, wow, they've done what, you know, I'm trying to do. So that's kind of where I really attached to them and they, and they knew all the Airbnbs, different, different financing strategies and they were teaching their agents that stuff. So um, I would link up with, with teams like that and I would figure out um you know kind of a clearer game plan cuz real estate always says a really deep and wide chasm and if you know you want to get in the residential single family home space that's the team you need to join if you want to do flips and get your license then you need to go join an acquisitions team right go be their dispo guy or something like that um go join the team and figure it out that's what that's what i would do figure out what your next steps are from there cuz there's just so many things to learn about hiring and and everything and then I would say just figure out what those ridiculously simple most effective things are that are going to move the needle forward and don't don't deviate don't do shiny object syndrome what's what's one thing that's working that you can tap into that someone else is doing maybe that you can join the team or one thing that you could commit to that you'd be really good at and do not deviate do it until it works
1: nice man man there's so many, there's so many uh, agents that even, even when they get, we're given a blueprint, they want to deviate because the shiny syndrome and not just agents. Right. But yeah, see, like <laughs> <laughs> this guy, <laughs> the shiny syndrome, man, is a real thing. So I love that. Just find a plan and execute. I love it.
0: Yep. Yo, man. Hey, so you got, so, so where, what's the next step for you? What's the, the next, What do you, and I know we're working on getting, I know you're working on 2026. You want to be the premier, premier go-to single family home guy in Columbia. What does that look like for you? Like, what are those steps that you're you're taking to do that, I guess?
2: Yeah, um, a very clear, effective training plan for the agents to execute on the fundamentals and a machine that constantly hires and helps agents grow. Um, It's not going to be through me. I'm not going to be in production after the next year or two, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be helping agents grow their own business, their own teams. And we're going to take over, we're going to take over the marketplace, man. Um, but by, by executing on that plan. So you're in growth phase now,
0: cause I know you said you were, you're right now, you're the only sales agent. So you're starting to get your, I see the scripts behind you and you're getting everything prepped and you're starting yeah. doing the growth thing. Kind of like what, what, what Mike's did up there at, uh, did up there at, uh, in Charlotte, right? So yeah.
2: All right. All We've right. had agents in the past. Um, none of them worked out. We've had a pretty, pretty good revolving door. I'll admit that we, you know, we're doing, we're having some learning lessons, but each time we're learning and um, I think we're on a good path. I've got some good partners now next to me making sure I'm not uh, being too optimistic with people and wanting to help them, which is a problem with me. You know, um, I want, I see somebody who I can get along with and and they want to do something. And then that's usually grounds for hiring for me in the past. Right. And then I end up not working out instead of making sure that the right butt right seat, uh, good desk profile, good personality and, and um, team fit uh, and all of that. So I got some good team members to kind of help me with that. And um, yeah, those are the next steps, man. Getting some, getting some key players in here that can hustle sell some real estate.
1: I love it, man. I was I was listening to a Jordan Peterson interview and he was talking about the selection of business partners. And he was saying that if you have two people that are identical in the way that you think that mm-hmm. you're going to move very fast in the same direction, but you're going to run into a lot of hurdles. Instead, yeah. it should have somebody who thinks, uh, uh, I guess, unsimilar to you or in a different manner. That way, every time you're moving forward, you're getting a little bit of force, but it's a nice incremental growth. So I just wanted to highlight that, but all right, man. So you dropped all of this, uh, this knowledge, man. um, And you, and you shared your story again, which we appreciate. Now we have these, these transitioning members out there that are just about to start their real estate investment journey. What is one piece of advice that you would give that young soldier or that service member who's just ready to take that first initial step? So many things, man. Um,
2: Beyond the keep it simple, and execute, do not deviate, um, that'd probably be number one, but beyond that, it's, it's who, even if you're not growing a team yet, it's, it's who, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that, uh, Jim Collins, if, uh, you don't know what I'm talking about, go pick up a Jim Collins book, um, it's who, not what whether that's networking or finding the right person, um, that you need next to you. They're a part-time partner, full-time partner on your team, networking. You need to find who, who first, then what?
1: Hmm. I love like that. I love that. that. Yeah. Yeah, I it's love that. <laughs> it, Cause I mean, that's so true. All the relationships, um, this is a relationship business. Every business is relationship business. And, and, you know, I, I'm grateful that the only reason I'm sure any of us have experienced the success is because of who in our mm-hmm. lives, right? Not what, it was, yeah, it was Robert Kiyosaki's book, but it was who gave it to you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It was who influenced you in your life. I love that, man. Okay, so now you, you, everybody now knows that you are their who, and they wanna get in touch with you, right? What's the best way to get in contact with you?
2: Yeah, I'm simple, man. Just send me an email, jacob at barnhillteam.com. And uh, if you guys want, I have a really cool, some of my partners at EXP, uh, we've gotten certified through it. It's called NAEA process and they have a beautiful, beautiful eight step of a real estate agents business. And I'll send that to you. It actually talks about all your pain points, what skills you need, things to avoid. And it lists it out at each eight steps by transactions, everything. It's a really, I have it on my desktop background for the last few years, I'll send it to you guys. And it applies for an investors business an agents business. Um, and it's an amazing tool to keep you in the right mindset. I can see the problems that I've gone through and the ones that I'm about to experience or I'm starting to feel, and it's a beautiful roadmap as you're starting to build any business that, um, you can use as a, as a tool as you're growing. And I'll send that to you. If you guys send me an email, Jacob at barneyltube.com.
0: Yo, know, that that sounds like a phenomenal piece of product. Yeah, can you do me a favor? Can you can you uh, put the link to that in our Facebook group? In the Facebook group, just just go ahead yep. and put it. Hey, you know Jacob Barnhill I'm taking over Columbia. Just know that, and uh, <laughs> just go ahead and put that in there. So for all those out there that's starting businesses and starting to to grow their portfolio, and they want to do it that way through the through the uh, agency method. Yep. Yeah. So um hey jacob thanks so much for for coming on uh next time we talk to you want to see those heat patches i hope i get uh, i might get one of those as well so um yeah it was great talking to you man great getting to know you thanks for sharing your story really really appreciate that
2: yep thanks guys i really appreciate it this was awesome
0: Hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and hit the notification bell so you can get these awesome videos all the time, right? Um, if you're watching or you're listening to this on, on podcast, then make sure you leave us an honest review. Um, leave a comment down there. We, listen, we do read those. We really appreciate that. And um, other than that, join the Facebook group. And with that said, this is Dan Wynn. Mike Glassman. Signing off.